to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi. You made it. This is the landing pad for raw honesty about connecting your career with your purpose. I'm going to give you the tools you need to be an unapologetic advocate for yourself and others, because if you're here, you believe that the space we surround ourselves in matters and you're committed to project by project building a better world for all of us. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Hi everyone, this is another excerpt from the Stressless Success Workshop that I did a couple Saturdays ago. This content is so amazing. You are going to learn about what success really feels like emotionally within your body, how those feelings are tied to actions that you are taking, how you can start to eliminate things in your life that you are just tolerating and start saying goodbye to all of those sneaky success stoppers that are in all of our lives and that once we learn to see them, we can really pull them up like weeds in the garden. So take a listen. You're really going to get a lot out of this. You're not going to do what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to do what the next person is going to do, but all of us are here to make a difference. All of us have talents and abilities that we want to express, that we need to express in order to feel actualized. So when you stuff those down and you say they don't matter and you numb out Now your work is really just trading dollars for hours, and that doesn't feel meaningful. That doesn't feel rewarding. That doesn't make you feel great and excited to go to work every day. So it's adding to your stress. And if the things you have to do involve a lot of other stressful activities like more work than you can handle, unhappy clients that are complaining, having hard talks with someone who isn't performing, all of that can overwhelm us then because it is so stressful because there's nothing else to offset it. And it's leading us down this road of not prioritizing our well-being which is depleting our creativity, which is making it even harder for us to feel like we can rise to the occasion in these moments and find a more innovative way to do things. I want you to think about what would be success for you as an end game. And I want you to complete this sentence. I will be successful when. And you can fill in that blank with whatever comes to your head. I will be successful when I earn a certain amount of money, or I will be successful when I have a certain title, or I will be successful when I achieve a certain thing or things. Once you have that idea, what I want to highlight about whatever you wrote down is how you are putting your success in the future. 
So rather than believe you can be successful now, you've put all these conditions on your success. They're saying you don't deserve to be successful right now because your success is out there in the future. And the thing with putting our success in the future is that you can do those things and it doesn't make you feel successful. You never get there because success is a state of mind, not a list of accomplishments, not a paycheck, not a title. Instead, I want you to think about how you want to feel and how you can feel that way now before you do all these things that you think you want to do. Why do you want that paycheck or that title or that achievement? How will it make you feel? And for a lot of people, believe it or not, what comes up is freedom. I will have more freedom. Why do they think they're going to have more freedom? Because it's actually a myth, right? If they got the promotion and the raise and got these different accolades, they probably would have less freedom because they would work harder to maintain it, right? And, And keep doing more things because it would still feel empty. You can right now today have a whole lot more freedom in your life by just making different decisions and putting boundaries in place. What kind of freedom do you want? Do you want the freedom to explore? Well, what are things in your local community that you could explore? When was the last time you went to the ballet or a show or a museum? When was the last time you took a walk in nature? When was the last time you tried to learn a new skill? Like, right, there's lots of ways that we can discover and enrich ourselves and find freedom that way. Maybe you like to have an hour every day that's just me time where you can do whatever you want. And whatever you want might look like reading a book, taking a bath, but you're going to enforce that me time. Maybe you're going to go get a massage, sit in the sun and feel the sun on your face. You are creating that freedom for yourself right now. You are allowing your body to feel that freedom right now because the body keeps score of everything. I've talked about how the body processes stress and processes beliefs, but I want to go a little bit deeper to the the density of all that. When we can change how we feel, we can start to notice things that cause us to not feel so good. And because we can notice these things, we can be a lot clearer on it. I notice if I feel sad, I will have a little bit of tingling along the edge of my left hand, that that'll be something that is a physical response. Maybe you notice when you are stressed out that you feel tightness in your chest. Notice if you have any chronic aches and pains, like do you have a backache all the time? Do your wrists hurt? Do your knees hurt? Where are you feeling discomfort in your body? Where's that coming from? 
when we can switch to positive emotions, when we can feel better, when we can feel into that space, we can correct that. So a lot of times when we have a backache, yes, we can literally have maybe tried to lift something too heavy or be sitting in a bad chair or have bad posture or not moved enough. But we can also just feel loaded down. And if we feel better, if we feel more euphoric about what we're doing, the backache kind of goes away. So start noticing how you feel right now. And you can even write down um, some of the ways you feel good. Like maybe you feel really high energy right now. Or maybe you have an allergy issue right now. Maybe you have an ache or a pain. So just notice how you feel right now and try to notice over the next few days when you feel good, when you feel bad. And if you start to also change some of your habits and routines, how does that start to impact how you feel? So notice when you're doing these different activities, like maybe you decide that you are going to wake up a half hour early and exercise and meditate. Maybe you decide you're only going to take a half hour lunch so that you can leave earlier. Maybe you're going to reset your work day so that you don't start work until late morning, but you work into the evening. But all of these things are going to give you more freedom. And with that freedom, you're going to do things that make you more excited. So as you start doing that, How does that feel in your body? I want to ask you what you are doing to be fine. So people will ask you how you're feeling and you might say, I'm feeling fine. So what what are you doing to be fine? What are some of the things that you are tolerating in order to be fine? These are also things that are impinging on that feeling of freedom, that feeling of power. That's often what we really want when we say we want to be successful. We think of the things that will make us successful, will empower us, will give us freedom. What are you tolerating right now? What are you making fine? What is your body? enduring and holding and keeping score around that could change. Maybe you could give your kids more responsibilities so you had less to do in terms of errands or housework. Maybe you could start to train someone else at work to do parts of your job so you didn't have as big of a workload. Maybe you could ask for help with more things more often. Maybe you could get rid of that couch that your mother-in-law bought you because you don't like it and you're sick of looking at it and it's creating a negative reaction every time you look at it. But think about all the ways that you are tolerating things and making things fine when it doesn't really feel good in your body. Really try to notice Also, how you cope with them. So are you drinking a lot of caffeine so that you can keep going and push yourself? Are you giving up a good routine for exercise 
so that you can squeeze in more of these things you're only tolerating because it feels like they have to be more important and they really don't. And we can reset that. What you are tolerating right now and what you are ready to say goodbye to. So I want you to write down, I'm ready to say goodbye to. One thing I said goodbye to years ago that has been huge for me is I said goodbye to morning chaos because I'm not a morning person. So I would always get up as late as I possibly could trying to get kids ready, trying to get myself ready, trying to look at my calendar, see what's going on for the day. And I would arrive at work already frazzled. I said goodbye to morning chaos. And what did that mean? Well, it didn't mean just because I didn't want it anymore, it went away, right? It meant that I had to make some changes. I chose to get up, let's see, like over two hours before I even need to leave for work. But why would I do that, right? At first, it felt really hard because I thought, I could sleep an extra hour. Why am I making this choice? But what did it do for me? Well, getting up those two hours before I needed to leave meant that the whole first hour I was awake, I didn't have to worry about anyone else in the house being awake. I didn't have to worry about getting dressed or doing my hair or putting on makeup. Instead, I could get up, put a pot of coffee on, do a meditation, get my cup of coffee, write in my journal, do some things to relax, do a little bit of exercise, get everybody up and start getting ready for work. So it reset my whole day to say that I was ready to say goodbye to morning chaos. And it only took an extra hour And yet those activities, those were grounding. They helped me start my day with positive intent that helped me think about what was possible, what I wanted, instead of worrying about what was going to happen or dreading what I was going to walk into. It let me be in a whole different mindset. I was ready to say goodbye to morning chaos. Think about what you're ready to say goodbye to. Are you ready to say goodbye to volunteering at too many activities? Are you ready to say goodbye to somebody treating you poorly? Are you ready to say goodbye to always being the one who has to pick up the pieces when something goes wrong? Are you ready to say goodbye to knowing that a repair needs to be done around your house and you just never get around to it. What is it and what will you change in order to do that? Because so much of what creates stress in our lives are bad habits that come from beliefs that we can let go of. We can start to put in place good habits And all that a habit is, is a shortcut that your brain takes. Our brain uses more calories and more energy than anything else in our body. Brain power is expensive. 
in terms of its cost to our bodies. Any shortcut that can be made, our brain will make. So when we have a habit, we're putting something on autopilot so we don't have to think about it nearly as much. If we can put some good things on autopilot, what could those be? And they can be routines that you want to introduce, but it also can be ways that you simplify your life. Studies of very creative people have shown that they've done things to simplify their life so they have more bandwidth left for creativity. Steve Jobs wore literally the same pants and shirt every day. He had multiples, but he didn't make any decisions about dress. He just always wore the same things. Ernest Hemingway had very, very rigid habits about how he spent every part of his day, and he never deviated from it. He didn't have to think a lot about daily routines and chores. He was able to free up that bandwidth for writing. The list goes on. A a lot of very creative people are surprisingly rigid in their lifestyle because they're trying to conserve that energy so that they can have more creativity and really put a wall and a boundary around the time they spend doing that creative work. What habits would you like to form? Just saying, I want to do something, that's a first step and that's good. But now we have to say, what are we going to take away in order to put this new habit in? If we've got too much going on, we're not going to get it done. It's going to feel too hard and we're going to stop. But if we reprioritize to make that new habit, then it works. So a lot of people come to me and say, I'd love to do whatever, but I'm too busy. I always say in response, I'm too busy is code for that's not my priority. A lot of times I will get some pushback. What do you mean? I legit am too busy. I mean, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do that and I don't have a choice So I don't know what you're talking about, about priority. These are things I have no choice. But the thing is, you probably have more of a choice than you think you do. And when you make something a different priority, when you say, I will do this no matter what, you will find that you can recalibrate a lot of the things that you thought were obligations in your life so that now you have the time to do it. But it takes starting with saying, what is that priority? You can spend your whole day putting out fires, right? Being in chaos, feeling obligated because you can't let something burn, or you can prioritize building a fireproof shelter. One is going to get you a whole lot further ahead than the other in terms of strategies. If you've liked what you've heard today and you're thinking, yeah, I'd like to learn more. I'd like to work with her. I did want to let you know that the doors are now open to Stressless Success Academy. So what you heard today was just a part of what you'll learn. This is an eight-week journey that we take together 
And it really focuses on a lot of the topics that we hit today, but in much more depth. We will look at things like how do we recognize where the stress is happening and how do we switch it off? What are some of those techniques? How do we reprioritize our day to make space for what matters? How do we cultivate that growth mindset? So a lot of creative people have a growth mindset, but we stunt it because we don't give ourselves the resources we need to pursue what we're really curious about. We're going to talk about discovering your through line. If you kind of spent a lot of your career taking the next step offered, but didn't have a lot of clarity on your why and your purpose, if you've been chasing the validation, you might find that you aren't really sure what success would look like for you. You aren't really sure what to want if it isn't what somebody told you you should want. So we spend some time talking about getting that clarity so that you can ask for the opportunities you want and reprioritize your time better. We're talking about taming the chaos. Chaos is a part of life, but a lot of times we don't have good boundaries and we let ourselves get pulled in too many different directions. We allow too many things to distract us. And in the process, we just bleed our bandwidth dry so that we don't have the energy or the attention span to do the things we really want to do how to do more in less time. And yes, there really is a way. It isn't magic. These are a lot of high performance strategies that I go through with you and really help you focus. Most of us spend a large part of our day multitasking. Every time you switch tasks, you lose productivity. Even though it feels like when we split our attention that we're being more productive, we're actually being less productive. We're going to talk about flow state. When we can turn off that stress response, when we can actify that rest and digest parasympathetic nervous system, now we are in the state of receptivity to be our creative best. When you're in flow state, because I know everybody has experienced it at least once, you know there is no space, there is no time. You are energized by what you are doing, and it's exciting, and you don't feel frustrated. Even if you're trying something and it doesn't work and you have to try something else, you just kind of keep going. You just keep seeing the possibilities. You keep seeing the inevitability of success, not the things that are derailing you. And then the last thing that we talk about is expecting abundance. And abundance isn't just about money. It is about giving yourself resources. We're going to talk about all the different ways you can get resources These are all the different ways we're going to deep dive on the stuff that I 
touched on today, but there's so much more. I'm live with you for these calls. There is a recording if you can't make it, but this is not some pre-recorded thing. When we are live, we can have a dialogue. You can ask me questions. You can put comments in the chat. If you're getting stuck with something, you can let me know. But there's also an accountability. If you bought a class that was eight modules and it was entirely self-directed, maybe when you first bought it, you might listen to the first module. And then what would happen? Life would get in the way and you'd end up really never completing the class. So there's a certain accountability to a live format that I really like. You just have to block off this hour every week for eight weeks and you got it right? You're getting through it. And then to make it even easier, I also have eight meditations. These are just 10 minutes. You can get up, listen to it first thing in the morning. And each one goes with one of the class themes to help your mind reset. People who have taken the class have seen a big shift in how good they feel, what they feel they can take on that they've always wanted to do, but never felt like they could. They're feeling less stress and more grace and ease in their day. They feel more comfortable expressing what they need and getting what they need from other people and having good, clean boundaries. They're less triggered emotionally. This is definitely a very supportive container for you. So you can, number one, stop the stress response, calm, center, take time for yourself. Number two, get clarity that is foundational on what success looks like for you. And number three, build that no matter what game plan so that you stop having your bandwidth depleted by other people's demands, by the priorities you're placing on things in your day, by validation, by obligations. It really is time for you to realize that success doesn't have to come with too high of a cost, that it can come in a life that has quality of life where you have grace and ease and joy. Start in just a few days. If you want to get in the class, go ahead and go to architectingpodcast.com. You will see the link right on the front page. Make sure you get in because I'm not sure when I will offer this again. This is your chance. If you've been thinking about it, now is the time to take action. That is the very first habit you can do is you can let go of saying, I'll think about it or I'll do it later and start cultivating when it feels right to you, when it resonates, taking action. So go to architectingpodcast.com, get your seat. I can't wait to see you there and to watch your transformation. Have a great day. for listening. You made it all the way to the end of the episode, which means you are committed to making yourself a priority so you can be empowered to do the work you were called to do in the world.
How amazing is that? If you would like even more content just like this, please remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate it if you left an honest review too. Hey, I want you to know I'm here for you beyond the boundaries of this podcast. You can follow me on social media at Architecting Podcast or visit architectingpodcast.com to download some great free resources. Take care, everyone, and stay inspired.